Thank you for listening to Preaching the Word with Nathan Deitch. Thank you again for joining me in the mysteries of God's Word. Today we're returning to Genesis chapter 4 and picking up at verse 8 on the biblical narrative of Cain and Abel. In verse 8, Cain spoke to Abel his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. So at some point, Cain went to Abel and talked to him about how God did not accept his offering and how he was upset. We're not told when this happened or how the conversation went, but but the very next sentence makes it apparent that Cain didn't take the conversation well. When they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Sometime after the talk, Cain found an opportunity to attack and kill his brother Abel. Was Cain jealous? Did Cain believe that if Abel was out of the way, somehow God would love him more? Was Cain simply angry? with something Abel said? Perhaps, and likely, it was a combination of all of them. We know the scripture tells us that Cain killed his brother because his brother's offering was righteous and his was not. But we know that he allowed his anger and his bitterness to turn into such hatred that he was willing to murder his own brother. Rather than recognize his own sin before him, he would rather he would rather despise and hate the very brother that convicted him of it. The fact that they were in the field again kind of leads us to this conclusion that they likely worked side by side on the same farm. Now the Lord said to Cain. Where is Abel, your brother? And Cain said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? We see from this exchange that even when we do something terribly wrong, the Lord is a good father to us. He didn't come to Cain and immediately throw a a lightning bolt down on him. He didn't condemn Cain. But he came to Cain and asked him a question, creating an environment for Cain to repent. Desiring that Cain would turn from his wrongdoing and attain the very best that God intended for him. But Cain turns to God in sarcasm and arrogance, showing the depths of his hatred and his pride. Cain, a child of the devil, hard-heartedly lies to God about the whereabouts of his brother, showing no signs of remorse for killing his brother. And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. We know from Scripture that the sin 
of shedding innocent blood is an abomination before God. God created mankind in his image. And mankind continues to intrinsically represent the image of God through the created order. Even after the fall of Adam and Eve, God speaks this to us through Scripture. In Genesis 9-6, God says, Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. And in the New Testament, in James chapter 3, verse 9, we read, With it we bless the Lord our God and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God, or in the image of God. So man continues to represent intrinsically the image of God on earth. And as such, any blood that is shed against an innocent human being cries out to God for justice and for vengeance. And now because of Cain's hard heart, because Cain refuses to repent and acknowledge the sovereignty and authority of the Lord standing before him, God says, you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. This curse upon Cain was specific to him. It's the first curse ever placed on a specific human being. While Adam and Eve's curse was indirect, Cain's curse is direct. Cursed art thou. Yet in cursing Cain, God had mercy on him, because the just punishment for murder is death. The specific curse that God placed upon Cain and his ability to harvest from the ground removed his primary source of income and wealth. Cain was a crop farmer, and now the ground would no longer provide for him. God took from Cain the very thing that Cain had put before God. And now Cain would be a fugitive and a wanderer. The Hebrew word for fugitive here means to move in a shaken way. It's actually used in Scripture in many different ways to describe something shaking. It even describes shaking lips or shaking bones. And the word for wanderer here means to wander aimlessly, to be someone that people shake their heads at with pity. Some translations use the word homeless here. So Cain was condemned to be someone that wandered. He's the first example of those who move about aimlessly, destroyed by their own jealousy, bitterness, and hatred. 
And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer from the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. When Cain said that his punishment was greater than he could bear, that would be translated better. My iniquity is greater than it could be forgiven. Cain is telling God that what he has done is too great to be forgiven. So the first thing Cain does is he denies he knows anything about the whereabouts of his brother. And now, after God confronts Cain, Cain is telling God that his grace is not enough to cover Cain's sin. Cain says, whoever finds me will kill me. This appears to be a continued attempt by Cain to argue with God. If you will, guilt trip God for his punishment. As if God couldn't show mercy to Cain. Cain, not wanting to take responsibility for his actions and try and talk his way out of the consequences, tells God that his curse is as good as death. He's saying that God might as well have just killed him. And the Lord tells Cain that is not so. He is indeed showing Cain mercy and to demonstrate God's mercy in a visible way. The Lord puts a mark on Cain, so that anyone who saw him would know that it is God's mark, and Cain is not to be touched. It isn't an example of somehow God being talked into giving more mercy. Rather, this is God visibly demonstrating his mercy to someone who had already received his mercy. We may ask ourselves, why did God show Cain mercy? While we don't know for certain why God showed Cain mercy in this way, we do know that God tells us he has mercy upon whom he wants to have mercy. Perhaps God used this opportunity with Cain to show his mercy to the rest of the world at this time. Perhaps it's because God had a plan to use Cain to show his power to bring about nations, much like he did with Pharaoh in Egypt. While Scripture doesn't speak clearly to this, God had a plan that included Cain. And we also know that Cain received this mark as a clear an obvious sign to all. Although we don't know specifically what the mark was, it stood as a sign of God's mercy as well as Cain's shame. 
and Cain went away from the presence of the Lord. This is a description of Cain's choice to leave his relationship with the God of heaven and earth. To actively abandon the God of his father, Adam. We see from this narrative of Cain and Abel that in the antediluvian world, the world before the flood of Noah, God continued to personally and directly interact with mankind, even after their expulsion from the garden. And Cain settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. This statement can be a little bit confusing about being settled in the land of Nod. It's really a poor translation of what the Hebrew actually says. The word for settled simply means the place a person lives. And the word for land is often translated earth. And finally, the word for Nod itself is derived from the verb, which means to wander, to be a fugitive or a vagabond. So this could be translated, he lived on the earth as a vagabond, east of Eden. Thank you for joining me on the mysteries of God's word. God bless you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understandings. 